The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Shut up! Hey everyone, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to another episode of Garthology. Today we are going to start our look at Garth's eighth studio album titled Scarecrow. Scarecrow was released on November 13, 2001. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and the Top Country Albums chart. It is RIAA certified for over 5 million units sold and had first week sales of 465,523 units. It broke a few other records that I will tell you about in our next episode, so stay tuned for that next time. In October of 2016, Scarecrow was released with two additional songs, Good Ride Cowboy, a tribute to Chris Ledoux, and the beautiful More Than a Memory. Now, we aren't going to cover those two songs in our review of Scarecrow because we're only covering the original release of the album. However, we will definitely cover them on some other special topic episode in the future, so stay tuned for that. To start off this album review, let's check in with Jess, who will cover the first song. What do you got, Jess? Song number one off of Scarecrow was Why Ain't I Running? She's like no other woman that I have ever known before And it ain't me to see the morning sun from this side of the door Why ain't I running? Why ain't I gone? How does she hold me without holding on? In love or a fight, she's stronger than strong Something's not right if there ain't nothing wrong. It's got me wondering why ain't I running? Why ain't I running was written by Tony Arada, Kent Blazy, and Garth Brooks. It is four minutes and thirty-two seconds of beautiful lyrics and music. It was the fifth single off of the album, released on March eighth of two thousand and three, and it reached number twenty-four on Billboard's Hot Country Hits. It opens with the line, I can hear the highway calling as I watch the sunrise crawling across her shoulder. So compelling. It just It's a beautiful visual and had me from the first time I heard the very first line. I love, love, love this song. The chorus says, why ain't I running? Why ain't I gone? How does she hold me without holding on? In love or a fight, she's stronger than strong. Something's not right if there ain't nothing wrong. It's got me wondering, why ain't I running? Why ain't I gone? So the song's about a guy who's been blindsided by this woman and this relationship that is unlike anything he's ever experienced. And he's finding it hard to believe he's there with her, not because she's tied him down in any way, but because he genuinely wants to be there with her. Musically, I love the piano opener on this one. It perfectly introduces that opening lyric. It sets the tone before the words even start. 
it's kind of a mid tempo, not too slow, not too fast song. And I think that was a really good choice to open the album with, you know, if you're going to set the pace for what the rest of the album's going to be, to me, it makes sense to put something kind of right down the middle of what everything else is going to be. Um, it was one of Bob Doyle's favorites. And a funny thing of note in the anthology was that it was actually Garth and Kent Blasey that were writing the song. And Tony Arata just happened through the writer's room, the area where they were working and said, basically the line you're missing is something's not right. If there ain't nothing wrong. And they were like, Oh, by God, you've got it. Like, this is the thing we were missing. And it became such a big major part of the song, which is, you know, of course, Tony Arata would do that. Tony We've Arata. talked about, yes. yes, the brilliance. So, of course, he just walks in and throws away a line that is a huge part of the song. Other songwriters struggle their whole life to come up with that line. And Tony Arata just walks in and goes, hey, so cup of coffee. how about this? <laughs> right. All right. I got to go. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to give that one away to you. I'll just yeah. give you that one as a freebie. <laughs> I did want to read a quote from Garth in the anthology. I try not to do that too much and take a big chunk, but this was just too good not to share. If you have it, go back and find the part as we're going through Scarecrow and kind of read, because obviously we can't touch on everything and there's a lot of great information in there. But about this song, Garth says, when the right person appears in your life, it changes things. For me, it was Trisha Yearwood. She saved my life. It was full circle to write this with the guy who introduced her to me. You've just lost your mom. You know, you're going to lose your dad and you're starting to lose your gratitude. And then just in time, here she comes. You find yourself with somebody who enjoys baseball as much as you do, but she's gorgeous. You find yourself with somebody who loves music as much as you do. And she's gorgeous. You find yourself with somebody who values their parents as much as you do, who was raised like you were in a small town, trying to do what's right and trying to survive your own ignorance. For the first time in my life, freedom wasn't something that I had to leave to find. I found it with her. If that doesn't sum up the sentiment of that song perfectly, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that says it all. Just in that little blurb right there, I think. Yes, it does. So I've touched on, obviously, I love the song. I've said all the things. Uh, <laughs> Pete, what do you think about this one? It, it's just an amazing, amazing song. But the instruments to this song are what grab my attention. I know you touched on it with the piano. Obviously, I love the message behind the song, you know, about this woman that just holds him so close, closer than anybody else. And Garth's voice on this song to the instruments in the background, there's just something special about it. And then going back and touching on the anthology at this point in his life where, you know, he knew all of these changes were coming and how you said this was the best song to start this album off in. It really set the entire tone for this entire album. I, I can't agree with you more there. Touching on another thing, Trisha says that she's a sucker for a story in the anthology, and this is a great story song. Jess, you did touch on so many great things, and you know that quote that you read from Garth. It is. It just there's everything about this song and and about the album really. Everything about it just comes full circle. It seems, and then you know there's some things in the anthology also. You know, we all knew what was coming next on Garth's thing once he announced it. So. Um, mm-hmm. What a way to start the album. And it, in my opinion, on this album, it just gets better and better and better every song. So, yeah, th- there's there's all that with the song. But then again, with the instruments, the way that they end the song, it's just a perfect way to just put us out and go to song number two type thing. You know, I mean, I just thought the instruments in this one were pretty special as well. Yeah. What do you think, Aunt Deb? I will. It's funny how I will say everyone out there, if you haven't bought Anthology 2, you really need to get it because 
it just has so much more information in it to me. I agree. I found than the other two. And like you even get quotes from the band and there's just so much in there. So just like you guys, I also referred to the anthology a lot in my reviews for this entire album. So I thought my first thing that I touched on, I thought it was funny that Garth said that when recording Scarecrow, they all came in and they were rusty because they'd been away from recording for quite a while. And that's strange to me because I would never have guessed that. The songs on Scarecrow sound so polished to me, the entire album, that it surprised me thinking that this was like something they had to kind of work through. And that's especially true, really, for Why Ain't I Running? Because I think lyric-wise, this is one of the best written songs on this album. And just like Jess, I pulled out a lot of the same lyrics that I loved. That, how does she hold me without holding on? Like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. Once happiness was only when I was on my own. So why do I feel lonely any time that I'm alone? Yeah. Like this person, if you're someone who believes that being alone is when you are yourself and you you find yourself and that's how you want to spend your life, and then suddenly someone has turned you around in such a way that now when you're alone, you're actually lonely, that changes who you are as a person. person yeah. yeah, that's a really good insight. You're right. Yeah. It's just, it makes you completely different. And so I really, I guess it's the self-awareness, to have enough self-awareness to say, why haven't I left this person yet? That must mean something with the history that I've had, you know, like the storyteller Mm -hmm. in this song. I've had a history of leaving everybody. And now all of a sudden, I don't want to leave. So that's genius songwriting. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love it. It's genius. So you get that. You get the added benefit also to me, like Jess talked about too, of this just screams Garth and Trisha to me. Like this seems like it's their relationship. So you have all of that insight with genius lyrics, and then it's also Garth and Trisha's relationship. So it just makes me feel like Garth finally found his place when he found her. He finally had that self-awareness that, you know, why ain't I running? Mm-hmm. And so all of that tied together just makes me love this song so much more, I think, than any other song, even on this album. I think this is probably my favorite song on the album, and it's all of those things tied together. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's so much going on there. I mean, on a personal level, on a musical level, on looking at just lyrics by themselves, and it all layered together to just make this perfect, beautiful musical moment. And I'm so glad that we get to review it and share this together. Yeah, it's a good one. It is. All right. Well, that's all for this song. Um, I think Pete has song number two. So what do you got for us, Pete? Yes, I get song two off of Scarecrow, and it is Beer Run, the duet with George Jones.
Beer Run was written by Kim Williams, Amanda Williams, Keith Anderson, George Dukas, and Kent Blazy. It was released as a single for Garth, and it can also be found on George Jones' 2001 album, The Rock, Stone Cold Country, 2001. This song, in my opinion, is so fun to listen to. And if you don't turn it up the second it comes on, something's wrong with you. There is just so much fun in this song. Uh, it was pretty cool. I was going through and I was looking things on. I didn't need to do a lot of research on the song as far as like my thoughts on it. But looking through the anthology, I read a couple cool things. Chris Lusinger says that he could tell that the day that they recorded it, Garth was just beside himself the day they cut the track because there was just two mics facing one another. And it was Garth and George Jones. Like, oh. how cool would that be? Uh, Mark Miller says he wrote on the track sheet, George Jones and Auntie, you're gonna have to guitar pick me there, but it says it. I read it. I love the story behind the dry county because I never experienced anything like that in my life. So you hear about like how bootleggers were really real and these things really happened in this song. And to me, it's just a really neat song, and the lyrics are cool. The deepness in the voice, like when they go, you know, and they sing B double E double R U N, like it's so much fun to listen to. And uh, I know that there. This whole play on word song, you know, with the story of the the dry counties and dry states, but the lyrics in it just tell really cool stories like always. And all these people get involved and there was like, you know, cool stories. Well, I guess it's not cool, but they had talked about, you know, how they wanted to catch George Jones and he had just got out of an accident and had a trachotomy put in and he was really struggling that day. And, you know, he took the music with him and they were gone and they were like, dang it, is this really going to happen? And so many weeks later, wham. Blazy comes out to Garth and says, hey, we got the music back. And Garth says, yeah, and And he said, I think it's probably the best sound that he's ever got or heard from George. It's like, cool. Like, how does that, you know, I mean, we obviously have this podcast because we're in love with Garth and we think that, you know, he's he's the best that's out there or whatever. But we also know how Garth feels about George Jones. And when George Jones is on one of your track and then you get somebody that's in your camp that comes back and says that it sounds like the best that they've ever. I mean, that just shows that, you know, there's Garth attracts these people. George Jones isn't going to go sit down with just some random somebody. He has to have a lot of belief in Garth and a lot of belief in the song. And I think that that's rad. And for the, him to take it and then release it on his own album as well, like that's really, really neat. So B double E double R U. I love, love, love the song. It's so much fun. Auntie, what do you think? Well, first off, I just want to point out that I love the fact that the song actually has in the title the duet with George Jones. Yeah. Like that's in parens in the title of the song. So I think that alone shows you the respect that Garth feels for George Jones and his contribution to country music. I love that. I'm so excited that Garth got to record with George before he passed away in 2013. That makes my heart happy yep. knowing that Garth and all of the people in the band got to experience that. That just makes me super happy. I think the music in Beer Run might be some of my favorite music on the, well, okay, so this one and the next one and the one before, so all three of these songs in a <laughs> row. I love the music on all three. This one and the next one, really, I love the music. So Beer Run is, like Pete said, it's so much fun. It's got a great beat. The lyrics are catchy. It tells a great story. You know, it's got all that twang in there. So overall, it's a really good song on the album. Just like before, I also looked at Garth's anthology book too. And I, like I mentioned, I love how some of the band members got to put in their thoughts on 
throughout the book, but also getting to play with George Jones. Like they talked to Milton Sledge and Mark Miller and like Pete said, Chris Luzinger. And speaking of Chris, by the way, speaking of Chris, we need to do an episode dedicated just to him soon. For sure. Because I love him. He seems like such a sweet, sweet man. But anyways, going back again now, they did a great job getting the thoughts of all these people who you would not ever really get to hear about the studio players and what their thoughts are on recording with George Jones. And so I think it it just, again, it shows all the respect that Garth has for his players, as well as the respect for what those men have for, for George Jones. They got to record with a legend. And I'm so happy that they got to capture their memories in Garth's book. That just really makes my heart happy. Along with, I think it's a great song and they did a great job, which is always something that we will talk about. But I just love to add in the little bits of, look at what these people are doing aside from making great music. I love that. Mm -hmm. Jess, what do you have? Well, first off, I have so much fun written in my notes. So I agree. This song is so much fun. And it's such a fun beat. Musically, I love the fiddle, that little stutter drag at the beginning that gets things going before it takes off. I love that the song is just, it's fun, but it's funny. You know, it's about these couples headed over to the next county in the dry county. And, you know, you guys talked about that, just the the good story that's there. But the lines like, where he says, Lord, it's my turn to drive, you know, like you've been waiting all week. You're in a dry County. He just wants a drink and he has to be the designated driver. Like that's so ironically funny. I love that. Um, and then just George Jones's voice being on there. It's so distinctive. And if you, if you're someone who listens to old country music or who grew up listening to old country music, like you can always pick him out. His voice just will stand out amongst even the greats that were out there at the time. Like that one, you're always going to know and be able to pick out and, I just think this song and recording and everything that went along with it must have just been Garth's dream come true. He had to have been floating on cloud nine the whole time. And so I can't help but think of that a little bit every time I hear the song, like it comes on and I just think Garth was peeing his pants. (laughs) (laughs) This was ridiculous. Like I, it just must've been a party the whole time, which I probably smile and you know, people would think it has to do with the lyrics and it does, but I'm actually thinking like the ridiculous amount of fun that they must have had recording this song. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That, it's just, just so much fun, so much fun, so much fun. I think we can all agree to that, but that does do it for beer run. Auntie, what do you got next? I have song number three, which is wrapped up in you. How do I need you? Well, can't you tell? I need you like a penny needs a wishing well. Maybe completely wrapped up in you. Every now and then, when the world that we're living in is crazy, you gladly hold. Wrapped Up in You was written by Wayne Kirkpatrick and was released on October 15th, 2001 as the second single from the Scarecrow album. Wrapped Up in You reached number five on the Billboard Country Charts in 2002 and number 46 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. According again to Garth's anthology, Garth had asked Wayne to send him some demos to pick songs from. Wayne did send Garth some, but he also just threw in a recording of his own called Wrapped Up in You. 
After listening to them, Garth said, you know, the demos didn't really work for him, but that he really liked the song on Wayne's own stuff, Wrapped Up in You. So Wayne told him, hey, if you like it, you're welcome to record it. So that's exactly what Garth did. And it ended up being a single. So Wayne said he always marvels at how this song came to be, since he really just threw it into a pile of things he was sending Garth on a whim. And I personally, I just think it was fate. Like, I think this song was meant to be out there, was meant to be Garth recording it. Another interesting story about this song, too. This song was the first time they ever cut a song in a studio other than Jack's Tracks, which was their regular studio. Instead, they recorded it at Wayne Kirkpatrick's studio, which was a really small room, and all of the musicians were in the same room, which, according to Garth in the anthology, is pretty unusual. Plus, Garth mentions there that if you listen really closely, you can hear the musician's feet on the floor. So I tried. I can't hear them. So if any of you all can hear them, you got to tell me where at in the song, like if there's a timestamp or something, because I listened and listened. I couldn't hear them. That's so funny. I personally love the recording of Wrapped Up in You. Garth wanted what he called like a front porch feel to this song and really scaled down, like not something you normally hear coming out of a studio. And I think they just nailed that. There's no drum kit. It's got a great harmonica performance done by Terry McMillan and some absolutely awesome fiddle work by Jimmy Mattingly. So musically, I think this song is fantastic. Probably musically, this may be my very favorite song on the album, Musically. Because anytime it comes on, like you just have to move to it. You don't have a choice. Like if you're not moving, you're dead. There's something wrong. (laughs) It just is. It's definitely one of my favorite songs overall on the album. And I love that Garth acknowledged that it was a conscious decision to release this really feel-good song right after 9-11. Because it's what he felt our country needed from him as an artist in that moment. We just needed something about love and lifting spirits. And I agree. I think he nailed that. I think that was the perfect way to look at this song. Jess, what are your thoughts on Wrapped Up in You? First of all, I think that that was such an important thing that Garth did. And what a way to take what you do personally and put it out there for the world in a way that's especially important at that time. You know, I mean, first responders obviously did what they did in that time. And, you know, I think in the same way that that actors and comedians tried to bring happiness and bring light to the world, musicians could do that with their music, their lyrics, their, you know, and to have a song like this that is so, you know, catchy and happy and just makes you have to tap your toes. That at any time in history is important, but especially after something like that, where as a nation we were grieving and people just needed something to come together and be happy about what a good mindset to try to put something like that out there in those times. This song will forever make me think of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The front porch uh, and Dr. Pepper and the, the ba 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 Yeah. Like it's, I'm always, always going to associate it with that, but it makes me smile and it does make me happy. This is by far one of my favorite driving songs. It's always on my driving playlist because it, it just makes me get down the road a little bit faster. Um, it makes me definitely usually think of like a romantic kind of love. I, if you ask like what the song was about wrapped up in you, that's what I think about. 
But in recent years in my life, having a toddler, I find like I sing this to my toddler (laughs) and it, it is fitting for that kind of love too. And he especially loves the if there were no you, <laughs> he adores it. So I, I get a lot of mileage out of that one as that kind of song, which is so funny to me how you can take a song and it can change just based on where you are in the experience you're having in your life at that time. But I love it. It's always one that I'm going to probably love, even though I've played it a million times, I'm going to play it a million more times and it's going to still be on my playlist. How about you, Pete? What do you think of this one? Obviously, I think we could all agree that we do, you know, love wrapped up in you. And how can you not love the instruments and wrapped up in you? Like the harmonica, like Anthony was mm-hmm. saying, you know, and then pair it with the fiddle and Jimmy. It's like that harmonica is so d- cool. And I don't know that it's used enough in music. Like it doesn't have its own standout grab you type thing. So I think that's cool. And it's funny in my notes, this is I love Dr. Pepper. And this song <laughs> reminds me of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> It's like a subliminal thing now. It's it just, is. You're like, yeah. I need a Dr. Pepper. No, I need a Dr. Pepper, yeah. <laughs> well, and yep. we know Dr. Pepper is Garth's favorite drink, too. Drink. So yep. did exactly. he approach them? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And it's so funny. That I'm happy that Bo and myself try to outlast Garth with the you <laughs> part of the song, because I have that exact same thing here. It is a ton of fun. But, you know, touching back on the 9-11 thing, it is like there is a lot of songs that came out about Mm-hmm. But to come out at that time of and try to spread the happiness and change the mindset, like this is the perfect song to do it. So yeah. just absolutely in love with the song. It is on the playlist. And you're right. Like, it's just one of the songs every time it's come on, you just turn it up. You don't turn it down. You don't turn it off. Yep. That is absolutely true. I think that's been true for all three of these songs that we covered in this episode. Before. One, yeah. two, yeah. and three. I wouldn't yep. turn one of these songs off. I will listen to them all the way through and many times just hit repeat. Yep. yep. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. The first part of our review of Garth Brooks's eighth studio album, The Five Times Platinum Scarecrow. Be sure and keep an eye out for part two of our Scarecrow review coming soon. Have you checked out our website at Garthology.com yet? If not, stop by today and check out our past episodes and bonus content. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. If you get a chance, leave us a review as well, no matter which one you listen on. And be sure and share us with everyone you know. That way you can help your friends in low places become Garthologists too. Yeah, and speaking of friends in low places, if you guys are on social media, we are at www.facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. If you guys are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Threads, we are at GarthologyCast on all four of those platforms. We do appreciate the interaction. We appreciate the messages and the tweets, the likes, and the shares. So continue doing what you're doing. Uh, It definitely does keep our attention, and we appreciate the support. You can hear new episodes of Garthology on the 7th, 17th, and 27th of each month. So please join us for our next episode. Until then, thanks for joining us for another episode of Garthology. And I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. And remember, love will always win. Five hundred and twenty-three units. <laughs> the dog. Okay, let me try that again. 
So Jess, what are your thoughts in wrapped up in me? In you. <laughs> what are you? Wrapped up in you. Okay. All right. Wrapped up in me, you. Same. If you guys are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or threads, we are at Garthology there. We nope. appreciate all the inner. Nope. Garthology <laughs> cast there. Yes. <laughs> if you guys are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads, or. Uh, no, <laughs> Not that either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 